0: Hey there, you're listening to Make New Friends, a weekly podcast about the trials and tribulations found in the realm of friendship. We're your hosts, Mary Aikman and Sienna Mooney. Let's make new friends. Yeah! Woo! Yeah!
1: <laughs> <sighs> Welcome back, everybody. Episode 20.
0: Wow. I can't believe we've gotten this far. Honestly. I know, like, geez. <laughs> who who would have thought, you know? <laughs> Just
1: kidding. Surprised you haven't killed me by now. I'm sure you've thought about it. It's chill. Yeah, very close. You know, (laughs) there were a few times when, you know, just wanted to... (laughs) Just kidding, guys. It's all good. It's all good. Just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) So this week, we're going to talk about family as friends. And last week, we spoke a lot about best friends. And Mary, I know that you have a lot of really close friends friendships with some of your cousins um, and not so much your, like, siblings, for instance. Um Nah. And this week we're talking all about, like, family as friends. And I wanted to know how close you are with your family and if you consider any of them your friends, starting with, like, your parents, for instance.
0: Okay. Well, this is probably going to get, like, way too in depth way too quickly but (laughs) I am not good friends with either of my parents I definitely have a better relationship with my mom Um, my dad and I's relationship is very like I don't know it's just he's my dad (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I love him and like I definitely feel like we act more as like I guess we act more as friends than father and daughter, Mm -hmm. but, like, I wouldn't, like, consider him my friend. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, sometimes I watch movies, and it's, like, a super loving and caring dad who, like, talks with their child about, like, deep and important issues. And who my mom is calling. (laughs) (laughs) This is perfect. (laughs) But also, I'm going to have to pause for a second. Anyway. Perfect timing. (laughs) Like, speak of the devil, you know? (laughs) I know. Weird. Um, No, but I just accidentally called her earlier. Anyway. (laughs) I always see these movies, and I have never had that kind of relationship with my dad. Like, ever. Right. So it's a little bit, like, strange for me. And also, I see people, like, on Mother's Day be like... my best friend, my mom, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, weird, it out, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, that's not a thing. (laughs) I feel like my relationship
1: with my parents is, I guess, similar, but it's changed over the years. Like, I don't think I've ever considered my parents my best friends or anything like that. But as I've gotten older, and particularly now since I've moved to England, I feel like I talk to them more and share more of my life like more of like my interpersonal stuff that's happening like oh uh papi and i are going to the movies tonight with our friend so and so whereas like you know when you're a kid you're just like mom can i have five dollars can can i go to the movies can you <laughs> drop me off like it's I need this from you rather than like, oh, yeah, this is what's happening. This is how I'm feeling. But that being said, like, even though I talk to my mom a couple times a week, uh, I wouldn't consider her my best friend. I definitely think she's a lot cooler than I give her credit for. Than you thought originally. (laughs) Yeah, but she's always been like a cool mom. It's just like she's still my mom, so there's a little bit of like a – Like, I'm not going to go out and get wasted with my mom, you know? Yeah. So I feel the same way.
0: And we're both, like, I think – you may be able to hear it or not, but we're probably both treading a little lightly just because we both know our pa- Our moms. I know my mom does listen to this, and I know your mom listens to us. Yeah. So. <laughs> not our dads, though.
1: No, I mean, like, we don't want to step on anyone's toes, that's for sure. Like, we love our parents. Right, but we're going to be as honest. Yeah. So moving on from parents, are you friends with any of your siblings?
0: You're the oldest child, aren't you? I'm the oldest, yeah. Okay. And I would say no. Um, My sister and I were, I've said this before, like, my sister and I were a little, getting a little closer, and then, uh, and then we're not anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just, I don't want it to, like, seem like I hate my family, but, like, (laughs) I have never had very good, like, relationships with my like my immediate family like my parents or my brother and sister Mm -hmm. and like definitely I have been had a very privileged life but like the hardest parts of my life have always been family related yeah so like yeah we're not really friends my brother and I are definitely not friends but (laughs) we just also like like you expect like your friends like we've said multiple times to like live similar lifestyles to you yeah and like be similar to you and I am not similar to either of my siblings like they are way more similar than I am to either of them Mm. not in like personality and I think I've said this before as well not in personality but in like what we value and what we do
1: in our lives oh okay so it's like harder to be on the same page with them because you feel like uh you disagree a
0: lot on certain things oh yeah yeah definitely definitely yeah yeah But what about you? I know, like, you're definitely closer with your siblings, I think, than I am with mine. Really? That's what you think? Okay. I mean... I don't think, like, way more, but, like, more. (laughs) Well, I think... Also, like, I I will say before we go on is that, like, I know your siblings and about your siblings way more than you know about my siblings. Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. And also, you've met both of my brothers, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, have.
1: You have. Um whereas like I have never met either your sister or your brother. So I don't know much <laughs> about them. But so I'm the middle child, but between both of my brothers and me, we're all about like like my older brother's a year and a half ish older than me, and my younger brother's a year and a half younger than me. So uh, we're pretty evenly spaced, I would say. And I'm the only girl, obviously. I have two brothers. And, like, when we were growing up and stuff, we had a lot of, like, funny times, a lot of great memories. Uh, We played together a lot, but also we fought, like, so much for various reasons. Like, you know, growing up is hard, but also we had some family stuff going on, and um, that's even more to take on as as a child, especially, like, when you're dealing with your siblings and how everyone handles stuff differently, like... It was just a lot of clashing heads. And I think as we've gotten older, it's been sort of like, I don't know, it's touch and go. It's not like I'm like, I hate my brothers so much. I like them a lot. And I think they're funny guys. Um, I don't see them like ever. I think the last time I saw um, my brother, my younger brother was Christmas two years ago. Actually, that was the last time I saw both Mm. of my brothers, so – and I probably won't see them – I don't know when when I'm going to see them again because we just – we can't really afford to go back and forth across the ocean to see each other. Right, right. But also, like, I don't know a lot about their – like, who their best friends are and, like, I I don't know. I guess I know that – like, the kind of stuff they're into. Like, my older brother, he's really into video games (laughs) And he has, like, a Twitch account and stuff. And he's he, he, a few years ago, was like, yeah, I want to be a Twitch streamer. But then he didn't. And then my younger (laughs) brother, um, I just know that, like, he's a really talented artist. But he, for some reason, just, like, won't do anything with that. And right now, I think he's doing, like, bartending. And uh, he used to be a chef. And he's younger, so he's, like, figuring stuff out at the moment. And also, he has a cat. So, that's, like... (laughs) Like, I know all this stuff because my mom tells me every time we talk, like she keeps me in the loop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not like FaceTiming my brothers all the time. In fact, like the only time I've like FaceTimed either of them is when they've been with my mom or my dad. So <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're FaceTiming your mom and then they're like, oh, your brother's here. Do you want to say hi? And you're like, hey, what's up? It's it's going on. We are talking. (laughs) So yeah, it's not a bad relationship. Do
0: you ever text them? Um, not. No,
1: no, I I would say no. Mostly because my older brother doesn't have an iPhone. But we do kind of message on like Instagram. And he actually messaged me the other day because he knows uh, Pappy and I are going to Seattle next month. And he got us a Groupon thing for like, some like attraction so that was really kind of him oh that's nice yeah and my younger brother uh texted me the other day asking what we wanted for Christmas and I was just like just send us a card you know (laughs) that's how I know I'm getting old but I'm like a card will do (laughs) so yeah but we don't like we're definitely not in like a group chat where it's like oh did you guys see this funny thing or like oh do you want to hit up the movies cuz that's just not the relationship we have, you know.
0: Yeah, agreed. Same same with my siblings. Yeah. I don't think I've ever like talked on the phone with one of my siblings like legitimately like like just to chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was be either like my dad like handing off the phone like here talk to your brother and I'm like no. <laughs> yeah don't make me which is his favorite my dad's favorite pastime
1: yeah i feel like <laughs> when my parents do that like for instance on facetime and they're like oh your, your brother's here do you want to talk to him and i'm like sure but it's kind of just like yep how's it going it's going
0: good yeah
1: like it's just <laughs> like we've been forced into this bar our parents guess we have to do it that's all
0: yeah yeah which uh reminds me of Something my dad also does with my uncle. So that's something he likes to do. Like, moving (laughs) on to more extended family. Uh, So to explain my family... My dad is from Indiana and like his whole family is like Indiana, Kentucky, and they all live up there. And so uh, most of them, his side of the family, I've only met maybe like four or five times my entire life. Some more than others, uh, but like on a majority, like average, like four or five times. Mm -hmm. And then my mom's family have lived in Florida and very, very close to us my entire life. So I'm quite quite closer to my mom's side of the family okay. and so my dad will hand off the phone to my uncle who is definitely uh one of, he's the one I've met like the most out of all my dad's uh my dad has two siblings as well and I've met him the most my uncle and like he'll just be like here talk to your uncle and I'm like oh great <laughs> like what do we talk about but the good thing is like my uncle is, like, liberal, so (laughs) my dad will always be like, here, talk to your liberal uncle. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess it
1: works out for you. It's not like...
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, during the election, my uncle would be like, oh, so what do you think about that, Hillary? (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, Hillary. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, like... I just don't really know that side very well and Mm -hmm. so I'm just not close to them. Like I have a bunch of cousins but most of them are older than me on my dad's side while my cousins or I have one cousin like true cousin or two true cousins on the other side Mm -hmm. but only one of them is like the same age as me and so that's my cousin Molly who I mentioned last week and we're very close in comparison to uh, my dad's side. Yeah. What about your extended family?
1: (laughs) So like growing up, we lived next door to my dad's parents and we lived with them for a period of time. So I guess like we were very close to them, especially in terms of distance because they were right next door. And I feel like with my dad's side of the family, like he comes from quite a large family. He's got like I think is it four other siblings and I think he's like the middle child so there's a lot going on there but everyone's so spread across America that it's like you don't really see them that much anyway but there would be times when we'd get together to have like um kind of like a family reunion or maybe like Thanksgiving or Christmas um, so that's when we would get to see our cousins and they're really cool. I wish we were closer to them, but they they were always like, I want to say five or six years older than us. And like the last time I saw some of my cousins, my older cousins, they had like babies and were married and I was like a senior in high school. And so it's just like, wow, awesome. I'm... Like, who am I going to hang out with? A baby? No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're still at the kids' table.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like that's what it felt like. But also, I do have some family in California that they actually came over to England earlier this year and we met up with them. And it was like the first time I'd seen like my young cousins since like high school. And so they'd grown up so much. Like, one of them is 13, the other one is like, Eight or nine, and it's just like, oh my gosh, they're like people now. You can actually talk to them and not just be like, so what do you think about Barbies, you know? <laughs> so I always felt like, oh, I like my extended family, but I don't feel close to them. And it's the same sort of thing with like the in law situation. Obviously, I'm married, and my husband has he's got such a huge extended family. Oh my goodness. Like, Not only is his family big, he's got um, three sisters and then also his dad has like, what is it, like four other siblings or something? So it's just like, it goes on and on and on. And also so many cousins on his side as well, like that are actually our age, which is nice and it's really weird having people our age, but like basically not really related to me at all obviously I get married into the family but so it's just weird I don't know like how to handle it
0: (laughs) and they're really cool so I feel like I know pappy's extended family more than I know my dad's
1: yeah because when you came over to England the first time like you met so many of his extended family members yeah isn't that so crazy yeah doesn't he have such a huge family yeah it's crazy And also another thing with my husband's family, his sisters are all so close because obviously like three girls, one boy, like the girls are going to be really close. And I don't know, like I don't have sisters. So it was really, it was a lot to take in at first. But now I think I've kind of, I figured out like where I fit in the group. And it's basically like, I wouldn't consider myself like, close friends with any of my extended family by any means but you know we're friendly and we invite each other to different things at different times of the year but it's not like I don't know it's hard to say because I also don't want to like tread on anyone's toes here and be like we're not friends yeah but it's like with family there's often this like expectation to do stuff together and just like feeling as though like no matter what, they're still gonna be there. And so maybe you don't have to try as hard to go see them because you know that you will see them eventually, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, anyway. You know, it's just so much. <laughs> but um I wanted to talk about uh some of the stuff I've read online when I was researching for this um there is so much on the internet about like family as friends and siblings as friends but I found in this article on psychology today
0: shout out yeah shout out to our boys psychology today boys represent has no gender <laughs> don't know why I said that <laughs>
1: Um, This is an article (laughs) called Siblings for Life or Friends Forever, Adult Sibling Rivalry. Mm. And it's by um, Dr. Suzanne Degg-White. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. Anyway, so in the article, first of all, it's such a good read. I'd totally recommend it if you are experiencing a lot of sibling rivalry or um, if you and your siblings are known to have like passive aggressive transactions or transgressions not transactions transgressions between each other because there are some really helpful tips and it's the kind of thing that can continue on even as an adult but it's worth like it's worth reading this article. Anyway that's not what I wanted to talk about necessarily. I wanted to talk about some of the patterns of closeness among siblings across the lifespan. So When we were talking about, like, how close we are with our family, you were mentioning that you feel like you've never been close with, like, for instance, your brother. And you've been kind of close with your sister, but, like, not really. And I guess the same thing with your parents. Well, that's one of the patterns.
0: I do want to say before we get really into it is that. I don't know, like, how to gauge closeness, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't have, like, a perfect example of what, like, siblings are, like, how close is, like, close. Okay. So my closeness could be, like, average, but I don't really know, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I feel like
1: when we were talking about, like, how close we are with our families and you said that I'm really close with my siblings or closer than you are. With yours, I was, like, really shocked. But then when, when I was talking about it and comparing it with how you are with your siblings, I guess you could say I am closer to my brothers than you are to your siblings.
0: Yeah, or at least you've had a time period where you felt like you were quite closer, like what you said when you were children. And younger, yeah, though you did fight a lot, you still like did things together right and I would say that like I spent because Andy is who's my brother, he was older or closer to me in age like we kind of hung out in the same friend group, but it wasn't like, it was just like the neighborhood kids. It's like we were forced. Yeah. We weren't like choosing to hang out together.
1: (laughs) Well, with my brothers, though, it was kind of the same thing. Um, We definitely had our separate friend groups. Like my older brother, um, I always remember his friends being like so cool and just like really funny, interesting people. And I remember also my mom just being like, you know, Zach hangs out with a good bunch of kids like I wish that Devin would hang out with kids like those, you know,
0: which is like funny, because like, if I had to choose between your brothers, which one I would be friends with, it would be Zach. Over Devin. That is so funny. <laughs> wow I wonder but just knowing what I know (laughs) yeah at least about
1: like who they are as people
0: yeah yeah but I've also spent more time with Zach than I have with Devin so right right there's that as well
1: and also another thing is like growing up I always felt like Zach and Devin were closer than I was with either of them and that's because like for many years they shared a bedroom they're both boys they shared a lot of the same interests i guess like they would play video games and i would watch them so they could like bond over the video game and i would just bond over watching my (laughs) brothers play this video game so yeah that's the sort of dynamic i guess but um anyway back to the patterns (laughs) yeah it's it's totally subjective but one of the patterns is that the siblings have never been close like ever but another one is that their closeness has changed over time. And I feel like this is something a lot of siblings go through. You know, maybe some things happened. Uh, maybe a parent has, has passed away and uh, it gets a little tricky dividing up the estate, for instance. That would be an instance, I think, where the closeness can be challenged and potentially changed. And then the other pattern, the final pattern, is that they've always been close. And I feel like I know so many sisters out there that are like, oh, my sister's my best friend. Like, I love you, sissy, like that sort of thing. And because... Gross. (laughs) Because like, I've never had a sister, so I can't relate to that. It just, it seems weird to me, but it's perfectly natural, you know, to have your sister or your brother or whatever as your best friend. So those are the three patterns of closeness among siblings across the lifespan. But... Let's talk a little bit about why family ties are important.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, So I think what we should do is have like a little bit of an interactive moment with our audience. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Everybody close your eyes. Okay,
1: my eyes are closed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And think of the reasons why family is important to you. This is very relevant because next week is Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, this will go up after Thanksgiving.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Think back to Thanksgiving. That you just had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and why you're thankful for your family, but also why like it's important that those people are there for you.
1: The first thing that comes to my mind is support. I'm thankful that my family is there to support me through the ups and the downs.
0: 100%.
1: Your turn, Mary.
0: Well... I feel like support is such a good catch-all word. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to, like, take away from that. But definitely having people who, no matter where you are in your life, like, know who you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or you, like, don't have to, like, shy away from being who you are. Yeah. Because they know all the shit.
1: (laughs) That's true. There's that that history there. And so there's that sense of familiarity and that unconditional, like, love you feel another one uh when I was doing research I found this and I thought oh that is so spot on that there's a freedom to be able to argue with your family without fearing the consequences because oh true yes at the end of the day they're your family and they'll love you no matter what
0: in most situations. Most situations, we do, yes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but I do want a disclaimer that if you are, I mean, this is kind of a late disclaimer, but um, if you do have, like, family issues, yeah. this might be a little triggering for you. So just be warrantful. Warrantful? But, That's not a word. <laughs> right. I mean, like, take it with a grain of salt, guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I thought that one was really applicable because there have been so many times when I've, like, shouted at my parents, like, I hate you. Like... I I wish I'd never been born. <laughs> yeah. And you know like when you're an angsty teen and like you don't well maybe in the in the heat of the moment you mean it but um you know your parents or whoever you're yelling at is probably going to be like
0: you're going to regret saying that and then you know yeah. you probably you do. do. <laughs> like I can't say how many times like I have been in a fight with either of my parents where it just, like, seems like this is the end. This is it. Yeah. One of us is going to, like, kill the other or <laughs> I'm going to move out or something, like, dramatic is going to happen. And then literally, like, 30 minutes later, it's, like, totally back to normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, my dad and I have just been, like, screaming our heads off at each other over some, like, stupid political point. And then I, like, go downstairs and he's like, you want a sandwich for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's so common to disagree with people, especially like your family who you have known, like since you were born or whatever. And just like, there's so much history. And maybe you see them all the time. So there's already like, I'm slightly annoyed with you for this one thing. And then it just sets it off. The gauntlet has been thrown down. (laughs) But then it's fine, you know, you watch the news together and talk about Spongebob, whatever, you know, whatever floats your
0: boat. Yeah. Usually with my dad, it's I just have to like sit down and watch baseball with him and then make like a comment or like ask a question and then it's fine because then (laughs) I'm like giving the authority back to him in some way. Oh, okay. It's like, I don't know about baseball. Teach me, dad. (laughs) Even though I like, I know a lot about baseball now. (laughs) And he still thinks I'm an idiot.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. It's chill. It's fine. Um, Another one is that there's a shared history between you and your family, like memories or like running jokes or just like the tough times or like the really funny, great, awesome times, like that road trip we took to Disney World. Like, do you remember how dad farted in the car and everybody... <laughs> Laughed. I was going to say threw up, but laughed sounds better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, stuff like that. One that came to my mind is this one time my brother thought the house was being robbed. (laughs) A duck flew into a window, and I, I can't remember if it broke the window or if it, like, Something happened where my brother thought the house was being burglarized and robbed. And he was like in my mom's room. And so he climbed out her bathroom window <laughs> <laughs> thinking that the house had been, was being robbed and it was a duck. <laughs> wow, that's a powerful duck. <laughs> I know, it. the poor thing though, like it thought it was flying somewhere and it was like straight into the house.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: There was a time, I think
1: it was a um, actually one of our Thanksgivings, my uncle was visiting and we were at my mom's house for Thanksgiving. And my little brother climbed into the trunk of my mom's car and closed it. And he was like waiting to be found and like, you know, surprise, I'm in the trunk of the car. <laughs> and we couldn't find him anywhere. And it was like, It must have been an hour or so. And we're like, where is Devin? Where is he? Like, this is crazy. And then we eventually checked the trunk of the car and he'd been in there the whole time. And he, like, was freaking out because obviously you're in the trunk of a car. Yeah. And what if we had never looked in there? (laughs) So uh, it didn't really pan out. Also another time when we were getting gas from the gas station and Devin went in to... Notice how these are all about Devin. I think he was just like the easiest to prank. But um, he went in to use the bathroom (laughs) and my mom pulled the car around the side of the gas station and we like waited to see what he would do. (laughs) And he comes outside, he looks around and then he just goes back in and starts talking to the cashier and like is asking for the phone and he calls my mom and uh, she pulls the car around and she's like, what were you doing? And he's like, oh, I was just gonna, I was gonna call you to, to pick me up. (laughs) And we were like, haha, well, we got you. (laughs) Oh. Oh, So great. So great. Um, The last thing I have written down about family ties and why I think they're important is that family is a reminder of who you are and also where you come from. So it's an important part of like your identity, no matter whether or not it's like good or bad, you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like you may not have the fondest memories, but it's a factor in you today, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to take a break now and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about some research about family intimacy and uh, family friendships. Woohoo! Stay tuned.
1: Hey guys, it's Sienna. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 20 of Make New Friends. Um, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. I know everyone has a different relationship with their family and hopefully you're getting a, a taste of our personal relationships with our family members. Um, but anyway, without further ado, I only have a few announcements for you this week, so let's just get on with it. As you all know by now, we don't pay to advertise the podcast in any way, shape, or form, so if you like what we're doing here at Make New Friends, make sure you spread that good, good word. Tell your Aunt Teresa, maybe your Uncle Dougie, and, um, you know, why don't you tell your cousin Bethany? I'm sure they would all really like to hear about what we have to say about friendship, right? And, I mean, you know, you should probably get in touch with your relatives. They miss you a lot. Um... But don't forget that you can also drop us a little review on iTunes and this is a great way to show your support for the podcast because it helps us out but it also helps new people find out about the podcast so it's pretty much a win-win and last but not least I just wanted to say that myself and producer Pappy will be attending PodCon in Seattle from December 9th to 10th so if you're going um hopefully we can run into you and if you see us say hi uh, the next episode of Make New Friends will be out on December 6th. And with that, let's get back to the episode.
0: Welcome back, y'all. Yeah, welcome. Welcome back. We need like a welcome back song. Welcome back. <laughs> um, We're going to talk about family intimacy now. Yes. What is that? What do you think that is? So... I feel like it can mean so many things, obviously,
1: depending on the type of relationship you have with your family, good or bad, or just like totally neutral. For me, family intimacy is keeping in touch. And I think when I was younger, it probably meant like having dinner together and, you know, watching tv or you know maybe going for a bike ride or a walk it didn't necessarily mean like sharing our deepest darkest secrets because like i don't think that that's really a thing that you do with your family (laughs) like i never did that
0: yeah not in my experience yeah like
1: that was the kind of thing i i did with my like friends so um yeah for me family intimacy is just like doing sometimes like chores and kind of just bonding over a good chicken pot pie I guess
0: yeah Mm. (laughs) what about you the family dinner aspect is like I think a really good point because I definitely feel like we've talked about this before I don't have a (laughs) lot of memories from when I was younger I have a very bad memory in general but like I can remember like details about family dinners but then Once my parents got divorced, I don't think we ever had a family dinner again, except for like holidays, you know, Mm. because like all of a sudden the like dynamic was completely different. I was old enough that I didn't need like a like I was old enough to like be self-sufficient. So Mm -hmm. my mom had to get a job like my mom didn't have a job up until then. Really, like she had to get a job. It was all of a sudden like everything kind of changed which obviously happens when parents get divorced. Right. But from that point on, like, I just think, like, any kind of family, like, togetherness just, like, kind of stopped happening. Mm -hmm. And then, like, once we were adults, like, it's gotten better since we were adults. As, like, background, my parents got divorced, but they weren't, like, those parents that, like, hated each other (laughs) and, like, could never look at each other again. Yeah. Like, my dad would frequently, like, go to my mom's house. He, like, always, like does the grass for her. Like, my mom will go over to his house and, like, make food or just hang out. And, like, anytime there's, like, a birthday, it's, like, pretty chill. Like, everybody's together. It's not, like... It's not, like, they can never be by each other again. And neither of them have ever gotten remarried either, so... Okay. It's just, like... That's good. They're... It's 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 pretty chill, Um which it was nice, but, like, when we were yo- a lot younger, it was harder. And now that we're adults, it's gotten better, um in terms of just, like, spending time together. Yeah, family intimacy, like, it's never been about, like, talking about deep parts of our lives. I think it is just, like, spending time together that isn't fighting. Yes. (laughs) Like, oh, look at us. We're so intimate as a family. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's
1: also kind of, like, respecting each other's, like, I don't want to say, like, opinion because I know – like, you can say that and that's just, like, not true. But um, maybe just, like, yeah. like, listening to what people have to say and having, like, a conversation. My parents are also divorced. Uh, they got divorced when I was, like, maybe 9 or 10. Maybe a little younger. I'm not sure. But my parents were the type that were, like, at each other's throats for many years. Uh, it was very, very tense. And my dad remarried like pretty close after the divorce and that didn't last long after that but I digress. I think as part of like the divorce aspect, they really made a point to have these sit down family dinners. Like my dad would do it, my mom would do it. Obviously they wouldn't do the sit down dinners together as like the whole unit, but it was like we're going to have dinner together. Uh we're going to, you know, just have a meal, catch up on the day, and then everyone like goes and does homework or watches T V or whatever. So I think that was like a, a a big part of making sure that like my parents felt like they were still connecting with their kids. That's just what I think it was. Yeah. But also it was like a good opportunity to have like a home cooked meal and stuff because I feel like when you're a kid You know, you've got after-school activities and all this other stuff. You're running around with your friends. And I appreciated when we had dinner because then it was just like, I'm actually eating good food and I'm not just like, I'm going to McDonald's and having an ice cream cone,
0: you know? (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. But I mean, to be clear, it was never like that for me. Like, we did have, like, home-cooked meals. It was just, like, a lot more, like, I'm going to go to my room and eat this or, like, we're going to sit in front of the TV and not, like, sit at the table anymore. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, that's what Pappy and I do, so
0: i feel like it's pretty normal these days i know but it's just like it's just you two though it's not like a family of five yeah (laughs) but with my parents divorce it was like one big issue that did come forward with the divorce is like there was no like court ordered like shared time Uh. you know like sometimes it'll be like OK, you're going to go to your dad's on the weekends and you're with your mom for the week, like that kind of stuff. It mm-hmm. was not like that at all. And I don't know, like, I don't know why. And I don't know if that was a good choice. I, don't, I think in the long run, I don't think it was a very good choice. But also it might have had to do, because my dad was a cop and his schedule would be very, it would vary. OK. Depending on, like. The season, you know, it sometimes it was like he wasn't home on the weekends like at all or sometimes he did the night shift or like Mm -hmm. So it was everywhere and that might be the reason why they never actually like regulated but like up into that point I actually it's kind of funny because I feel like I got to know my dad better after my parents were divorced when he no longer was living in the house That I was living in. But Mm -hmm. also I wasn't seeing him as much as I was before. It it was very strange. Yeah. (laughs) Like looking back at it. But then he did do things like that we didn't do before. Like he would. During middle school when I had to go to choir. And then before I got my car. Like he would have to come and pick me up. Because he had a lot more flexible schedule, so he could come pick me up at school and then take me to choir, which was, like, in Sarasota, and there was no way for me to get there, compared to, like, my mom, who was, like, at work all day. So she, like, couldn't just, like, leave and go pick me up. So it's, like, divorce can do bad and good things, um, I think, Yeah. overall for, like, family dynamics. It sounds like
1: because your dad had to, like, pick you up and take you to choir after school, um, you got the chance to kind of, like, bond with him in the car, and it sounded like it was, like, one-on-one time. I don't know if your siblings were with you. No, yeah, it was just me and him. Yeah, so that's, like... That's definitely a positive, I would say. I mean, yeah, a silver lining in maybe like a a gray (laughs)
0: cloud, I guess. (laughs) I don't like I don't think for me just as like a just another disclaimer, which, you know, I love doing these um, (laughs) is that it wasn't a gray cloud at all for me. Like, I think that was the best decision my parents could have made. That's good. And I was fortunate enough to be old enough to realize that I was in seventh grade seventh grade I think when
1: when my parents divorced we weren't like what you can't split up like you guys are meant to be we were just like okay what does it mean for us you know yeah (laughs) and that's pretty much it and I do want to say like now it's been like so many years since they divorced and they've been through so many things and everything but I feel like they respect my parents respect each other um now and like my mom will call my dad and check in on him and they'll communicate whereas like when I was in maybe like middle school and high school like they were just using us as sometimes like the messenger for information about each other and it was just like ugh, I hate this so yeah <laughs> it's not great but um I want to talk about this what is it? Is it it's an article. And it's called Family Intimacy versus Friendship Intimacy. And it's by Edward A. Dreyfus, and he's a clinical psychologist. And he's written this on, I believe, his uh, personal website, docdreyfus.com. And it's a really interesting article. It goes into family intimacy versus friendship intimacy and how to tell the difference. And I just want to read a few excerpts from it, if possible. So Put on your listening cap, guys. We're going to do some reading. So Dr. Dreyfus says, Nonetheless, despite the time apart, there is a sense of connection. Simply knowing that the other person shares so much history in common with us may give us a sense of intimacy that we share with few others. It is this commonality, along with the finite number of people with whom we share that history, that gives us a sense of connection with these folks. We call these people family. That sense of special connection, whether we like those people or not, gives us a sense of familiarity, a word derived from family, and in a sense, a type of comfort knowing that we are not completely alone in the world. We have our people. And I thought that was such a nice a nice way to put it like no matter where you are you're still connected to these people and you know they're your people whether you get along with them or not. And also Dr. Dreyfus goes on to say family intimacy does not necessarily contain the same type of emotional sharing and vulnerability that we may have with good friends. In fact, we may not feel particularly close to a given family member. We may even dislike their personality, how they live their lives, their values, and have little by way of common interests. Yet there is a family bond. And I think this goes along really well with those of us who don't feel very close to our family members and maybe even don't agree with how they live their lives. You still feel that connection and you still feel a sort of... um, Kindness, because you know maybe your siblings maybe they're your mother your father your uncle and then the last quote I have from Dr. Dreyfus is we should not expect our relatives to meet the same standards that we would expect our friends any more than we should expect our office mates to meet the standard we hold for friendships so yeah how do you feel about the part where he says that we may not feel particularly close to a given family member but there's still a
0: bond there do you agree? I completely agree with that, yeah. Like, my brother or my dad, for example, like, we do not share political stuff, like, any of that. But, like, they're still my brother and my dad. Like, yeah, that's not going to change. And, like, I still, like, wish that they didn't believe those things or, like, wish they didn't do certain things. But, like, I will say as much as I can to, like, kind of – convince them not but at the end of the day like if they don't choose to that I don't I can never see myself being like well fine I'm just gonna cut myself out of Mm. this equation you know yeah yeah do you agree with that totally like
1: there are so many things that like I disagree with my brothers about like mostly the choices they make in their lives and you know they're allowed to do their own thing and whatever we are on separate paths and that's fine, because at the end of the day, like I still love them, even if I think sometimes they're uh, big knuckleheads. Uh, they're still, they're still my family. Um, I also have this really good article from Psychology Today. Shouts out to Psychology Today, and it's by Dr. Jeffrey Grief, and it's called "Friendships: Can Siblings Be Friends?" And I think this one's really interesting because obviously, like, my sister-in-laws, they, sisters-in-laws, you know, my, uh, my husband's sisters, they're really close. I wouldn't necessarily say that they would call each other best friends, but they do a lot of stuff together. Like, they'll hang out, they'll see each other, they'll make plans. And obviously, I'm not blood-related to them, so I don't feel like I'm sort of a part of that group, if you will. But I want to read some excerpts because this can uh, shed some light onto siblings as friends. So Dr. Jeffrey Grief says, With siblings, the stakes are often ramped up because the past is brought into play. Siblings may have experienced hurt or rejection from each other for years, which they re-experience each time they feel their sibling isn't emotionally available. They may have once experienced closeness and feel it slipping away as other people come into the picture, partners, children, new friends, or they may feel that they are getting closer as they age and have a greater need for each other. The line between friendship and siblings is dynamic and can get blurred as new events unfold. What do you think about that, Mary?
0: Obviously, I haven't experienced the first part where it's like they were close, but someone else is in the equation. Mm. But, like, I definitely feel like as we grow older, my siblings, at least with my sister, we've become closer. And, like, yes, that background of, like, everything our family has been through. But just, like, you know, how we were brought up and, like, the people we've known throughout our lives. Whether they're other family members or, like, close family friends or what have you. Like, we still have those people in common. Um, And so the lines of, like, I don't really believe my sister be my friend. But also she is sort of, like, it is. It's yeah. a blurred. It's a blurred understanding and like i don't know if that line will ever become clearer Mm -hmm. maybe maybe not but like i definitely agree with jeffrey grief in this one um that that is an actual thing that happens yeah but also like does he conclude can siblings be friends in the
1: end i want to say yes at the end of it he basically just says uh in this book i believe he wrote Um, There's a retired teacher in his 60s who tells him that he felt hurt at being closed out of a friendship with his own siblings because he felt that his siblings were closer to each other than they were to him. And uh, the teacher says, it wasn't that they actively pushed me out. They were just very close with each other and I felt that there was no place for me. And he talks about his spouse and him and how they sought out other couples to compensate for that. And Dr. Grief goes on to say that while the friendship with his siblings did not end, this gentleman felt he needed to search elsewhere for the closeness he was seeking. And then towards the end of this article, uh, he talks about how relationships can be balanced and finding a way to examine your relationships and friendships with your siblings is important given the natural bonds that tie you together. And I think at the end, he's encouraging you to strengthen those bonds rather than just like saying like, nope. If you're not friends with your siblings, you'll never be friends with them. It's like a, a more complex situation. Yeah. Um. He also goes on to say, while siblings do not have to be close friends and many are not, my current research indicates, the family of origin will run more smoothly if there is at least a basis for conversation and acceptance of family members. So yeah, I hope that answers your question a little.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially the part about, like, acceptance of family members, like. Yeah. I think that's a uh, really key. And maybe that's, like, why my siblings and I haven't really, like, made a step forward into being more closer friends. Because, like, I have a hard time accepting the choices that they've made. Yes. <laughs> because I think they're dumb choices and <laughs> that they could have been very easily yeah. avoided.
1: <laughs> I can relate to that. Like, there are definitely some things that... Uh, People in my family have done and I disagree with it and think like, oh, that's so dumb. Like they should have done this or like, why would you even do that? And I think if there's one thing you could take away from this topic overall is you don't have to be friends with your family members, but just strive to get to the point where you can just accept them for who you are. And I think that is... I think that's the most important thing to do. Like with family is just like accept them for who they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe try and like push them to be an even better version of who they are, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like not to be like you've got to change 100%. It's just like let me just polish you, you know, bring you bring your shine up. Um Anyway, I have one more quote from Dr. Grief's article and it says when siblings are close friends, the relationship can provide a lifelong source of love and support, the kind of nurturing that can also be found in a great marriage or partnership. And that's where I wanted to talk about. I feel like I've talked about this like all season about how like I consider Pappy, my husband, as my best friend, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like we are best friends. And I think I just need to get to that point where it's like, no, we are. And it's totally normal that you're married to your best friend or whatever and stop feeling like, oh, I don't I don't have a best friend because if my best friend's a husband, it doesn't count, you know. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was nice that it's like he's relating those close friendships to uh, a great marriage or a partnership. And I'm like, you know what? I do have friends. <laughs> My husband.
0: See? Told ya.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it only took me 20 episodes. <laughs> well, excellent. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that's all we have for you guys today. Yeah. Hopefully you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next week. All right.
1: Thanks for listening to Make New Friends. Do you have a story about friendship you'd like to share? Email us at makenewfriendspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at newfriendspod. Special thanks to our producer, Alex Papworth, and music by Max Wallace. For show notes, research, blog posts, and more, head on over to makenewfriendspodcast.com and we'll see you next week. Bye.